What's up with Mrs. Norris and Crookshanks? Did Dumbledore even know Hermione and Ron? What did Crab and Goyle do in their free time? Welcome to the Pottership Podcast, where we chat about the beloved Potter characters and their relationships. We dissect, speculate, and outright laugh our way through headcanons. So, all aboard! Yes, I will say that it is your fault that we have been talking for the last half hour without recording because you have been delightful. Hello, everybody. It's Mel, uh, mother to Cantus, owner of wands, which I have displayed beautifully, and owner of two new figment dolls. I know that's <laughs> not Potter, but I'm just excited. Hi, it's TC, your resident Ravenclaw, mother to baby Padfoot, and excited co-host today because we have a guest. But I'll tell you all about that after Sam introduces herself. And it's Sam, and I'm not the special guest. I'm always here. I am a Hufflepuff. I am an owner to the biggest wand. We'll check back about that. The biggest wand currently on the podcast, yes. Um, and uh, for I have a fur baby named Bingley. And our guest today from Belated Binge is Zach. Yay! Hi! Woo! Woo-woo! So I think I'm offended by the biggest one comment. I'm gonna just gonna throw that out there now. <laughs> oh, before he introduces himself, because this could go downhill fast. Um, <laughs> we we are a podcast that's rated O for over age uh, above uh, of age. There we go, wizard. There could be cursing. There could be um, adult beverages. There will be. Um, there could. There will be spoilers. There will be. We're crazy. Innuendos. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Now you can introduce yourself. Big wand haven't. No. Um, <laughs> and anybody that was ever going to consider listening to my podcast after that is now not doing it. But uh, hi, <laughs> Zach. Uh, yeah. Belated binge podcast. Also Harry Potter nerd um, and all the things. I'm so stoked to be here. How did you get into Potter? It's my wife's fault. That's all. Yeah. It just flat out is her fault. Um, so I was let's say 20 let's say 25 just for a round number because i don't actually know and time has no meaning anymore uh but we were in our first um place together just the two of us um we had a little condo and i would come home from work and for me the natural thing to do when you come home from work is to turn on espn sports center whatever talking heads are gonna tell me why my team stinks or is great (laughs) and I realized that only one of us had that natural reaction when they came home every day. So while we were like doing chores, cooking, cleaning, all of that, she was cooking. I can't cook. It's it's really bad. Um, But eating dinner, I would turn on the TV and I tried to start finding things that maybe both of us could enjoy in the background while we told each other about our day in four sentences and needed something else to fill the, the dead air and the chewing sounds. And I landed often on the Harry Potter movies because they were always on sci-fi or freeform during that time. And I would sit there and I'm like, okay, these are kind of enjoyable. I, I, it, all right, I'm, I'm there. And I was familiar with Harry Potter because I, I've lived in this world <laughs> for uh, the, the duration of its existence. And, and our listeners can't see but he looks like Harry Potter. Yes, yeah. which I've heard uh, a few times. 
um, <laughs> once or twice, uh, e even since starting the podcast. Um, but I would always look at her and go, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't understand this part, like this thing, like what's this weird spidey sense ringing in his ears shit? Like, I don't understand what's happening. And, or like, why would that make any sense? She's like, you, you'd have to read the books. It's better in the books. Became her canned answer. And she said it about a thousand times. So I was doing a, um, at the time I was in like an entry level marketing gig, a lot of data, a lot of spreadsheets. And so, uh, another thing I'm apparently a fucking nerd about, uh, but the, I, I had some time when I could just kind of listen to things. So instead of music, I started listening to the audiobooks, and then I listened to them again. And then I found podcasts and YouTube videos <laughs> and, and here we are. <laughs> and welcome to the rabbit hole. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It, it is a sick and twisted rabbit hole. That's for sure. All right. Well, before so, we get too deep in, I do want to know, obviously, your basic credentials. What mm -hmm. is your house, your wand, and your Patronus? Yes. So I took these tests like three times um, because, again, a lot of data entry. Uh, but the the one I'm giving you now is, I think, the first and I think my wand was actually the same like all three times because I think there's only like four, but whatever, that's my conspiracy. Uh, but I am, according to Potter No More, I am a Ravenclaw with Gryffindor leanings based on one the outcomes of one of those tests that I may or may not have manipulated because I knew that we could. Um, my wand is a 12 and three quarter inch maple dragon heartstring rigid wand. Which is we have the same wand. We have the same wand. Yeah. See, there's only four. I, there's not a lot to choose from. Um, Shut up. There's worry. a million opportunities. We will, we will priori incantatum and touch the tips of our wands at some point. Whoa! Uh, is your wife going to be okay episode. with that? <laughs> she hates podcasts, so zero percent chance she hears it. Uh, no, but apparently it's a very, I start, I did actually read a little bit and apparently we have a very desirable wand. It's like value, like maple is apparently valuable. Uh, we're, we're rich bitches. And according yeah. to Harry Potter, which is news to fucking me. Um, <laughs> my Patronus is a Manx cat, which is apparently tailless. So I have a spineless Patronus that is going to do nothing for me against no. the mentors. I am just fucked. <laughs> and uh what was the what was the other one um oh my favorite ship that was the thing that uh you said yes. in the email now this is gonna be slightly controversial um i'm actually a really big harry hermione in like the later books guy uh and not that i mean that need that it should have turned out that they were romantic sure. um although like if you want to imagine what may or may not have happened in deathly hallows after ron took off and two friends were in a tent going hey we're not doing anything about this but like you know sometimes no. friends got to be friends and we both need mm -hmm. this right now you no, can no, no, your no, mind go there you can of no showering you can doing yeah that. you can no what what's the thing don't they have literally they have a like scourgify like, oh. cleaning spell <laughs> thing <laughs> Yeah, they just—they don't need to shower. They just wand. Scourgeify. 
for any practicing wizard, Scourgeify is, I, I believe, okay, not to, um, actually. It's the poop spell. I, yeah, but I think it's for inanimate objects. I don't think you want to Scourgeify a body. I could be wrong. Hey, no, you, that, you probably don't, and that the is dirt not and a mud? precursor mm-hmm. to sex. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> Most I'm people just, would think, like, condom I'm or just spell. Saying, they they have there's the the uh thing that she does with the the glasses to make sure that it doesn't get rain on it and stuff like it just impervious. runs right impervious impervious yeah impervious to sperm and oh. <laughs> like what a, oh my god that's awesome i'm not even saying that it happened i'm not <laughs> even saying i think it happened i'm just saying if you wanted to say it happened i wouldn't fight you okay. because i think <laughs> the two together are incredibly dynamic in the way that they complement each other as characters that's why i like reading about the two of them together like not because i think they should have been i think they are an amazing brother sister team and (laughs) they're fantastic together i am stealing the concept of impervious sperm (laughs) because you have forever changed this podcast (laughs) oh my god headcanon 100 accepted and perhaps that's why they have kids so young because they haven't learned that spell properly (laughs) because they don't have proper sex ed at hogwarts but no they have dumbledore who's just happy that there's more love in the world (laughs) (laughs) all over the common room couch (laughs) wow but if it has to be romantic i'm a big fan of the one we're going to talk about today harry Ginny actual romantic written on the page i think is fantastic and a very missed opportunity because we got none of it all right all right yeah i like both of your ships um just the first one i can't see as romantic but since our, our no me either about That's all what I'm kinds saying. it didn't ships, need to be romantic definitely exactly. didn't need to be romantic i'm with you on that one I, they just banged once <laughs> they might have they might have <laughs> all right I, not everybody is romantic with the partner of the the moment. True sure. story. True sure. story. All right. Well, this this is weirdly right into my show host question, and it's only because as we are surrounding Valentine's Day here in the U.S., um, it, this one came to me because I couldn't think of any. What would be your top three first date places? In the wizarding world. Ooh. Not, not Puttyfoot. But not Puttyfoot. <laughs> That's why it came to my head. I'm like, okay, Puttyfoot's nobody wants to do that. Ew. So Terrible where would they go? They don't well, have movie theaters. <laughs> I will tell you mine, because my number one is super easy. Room of requirement. Hands down. That's all mine. If they're at school. There's a whole group of people over 17. Well, you just sit in the Wizarding World. I'm going oh. with my screen. You're right. Um, you're right. Yes. First, first date, Wizarding World. If you're under 17, yes, I can give but you that. That would be part of it, though. Hey, let's think back onto our old school and go to the, you know. Well, McGonagall would blow them out of the water. I mean, anybody can get in. <laughs> Can't it's you- the safest place in the Wizarding World, which means <laughs> you're People far- just stride in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sure. All alumni are welcome. That's all I'm saying. Um, my second I, woman. Oh wait, this is per. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> we can all go round robin. Yeah, I thought we were just idea. throwing them out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> please, please. Because the only thing I could think of was 
the um after they all got out of school, one of the muggle boards or half bloods created a um like Dave and Buster's type place mm. that is magical. So that became a really big first aid spot because other than that, they could only go to like Hogshead. Yeah. Or the I mean, yeah, leaky cauldron, three broomsticks. Yeah, I think I think you can throw Diagon Alley just in here. It's kind of like an outdoor mall. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. I like it. Three broomsticks came to mind. Um a, a Quidditch match, because that's like the only sport that exists, even though it's the dumbest sport on that's the face smart. of fictional planet. <laughs> Go- Gobstones does exist, I think. Yeah, but that's not a sport. It's not as big. <laughs> Isn't it's like it's like marbles, right? Like it's like not, marbles. Yeah, like but, it's not a sport. It's but a, there are it's an intellectual. Yeah, like yeah, but it's more like you don't go to chess and say I went to a sports game. <laughs> you don't go to chess until you go to a sports game. Hey, I t- I took chess in college as a one credit uh course, and I got to tell you, I didn't get much better at chess. <laughs> See, I took bowling as my one my one credit oh we didn't get that i didn't know how to bowl i had been on leagues all my life i pretended i didn't know how so that i could definitely improve through the season through Mm. the semester it was awesome you slid a cuff you that's that's smart i actually i bowled uh my senior year of high school i was lured onto the bowling team and so i did do that yeah yeah nice no guys any other ideas of where we could go is there a bowling alley Here's the one other that I thought of was depending on who the date is with going to Flourish and Blotts because I feel like Barnes and Noble is a great first date because it's it's quiet, but then afterwards, once because you you know your audience, your books, you're right, right. (laughs) Well, I will say my last one that I came up with is as long as it is someone who has ever been there going into the muggle world. Then they could do anything. What if they're not familiar though? That's such but a that's what I'm saying. Risk. Like, at least, at least some of them are, are you know, half bloods, muggleborns. You know, they've got friends and cousins and whatever. So okay. maybe that first date is I'm going to take you to this thing called mini golf. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would be the best putt putt players ever <laughs> okay. because they're just going to win Guardian Leviosa that shit into yeah. the hall. While 100%. us idiots are whacking it against the stupid windmill. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw out one real quick. And then I, I know we, we're kind of covering them enough that we don't necessarily I think have to do three each. But hippogriff, hippogriff riding instead of horseback riding. I think that would be a really fun day. Okay, except you got to get a lot of respect happening before you get on the thing. It, it would be a good way to test the vibes of the person you're on the date with. Because if a hippogriff is like, no, that person can't ride me, you'd be like, they can't ride me either. You're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Are you dating Hagrid? (laughs) Um, Speaking of wands. I'll show you a picture of my husband later. (laughs) Speaking of wands. Imagine that. Jesus. I'd rather not. That's that's just painful. That's too much of a good thing. That's all I'm saying. Hey, you know what? Maybe he's hiding just a tiny little secret. <laughs> God, in the best way. Someone we are pretty sure is not hiding any tiny secrets <laughs> is uh, the topic today 
the main topic today um and the love of his life um oh spoilers <laughs> today we're talking about harry potter and jenny weasley or ginevra if you yeah. would oh, i yeah. love this so much so excited this is so mel's thing like from the moment she started reading the book the minute they introduced jenny in nine and three quarters she has been a harry jenny stan like I, I I was like, what would make you think that at all? Always from day one. So you and I want to and I want to clarify for Zach. We do focus on the books, mm-hmm. especially in this situation because um, well, movie better. Ginny was a little disappointing. Not uh, even going to go there. Mm, yeah, yeah. Stiff might be the <laughs> very poorly written. Given nothing, yeah. zero personality, or <laughs> well, was Ginny a character up. in the movies? <laughs> Did she exist? No, not. Really. I don't even blame Bonnie Wright. Honestly, I don't. No, I don't. I blame the writing because it was hot, it was hot awful. garbage. Yeah, yeah. The only other, and this just goes into one of my other fandoms. The only other speech, other than the weird, I can be a secret thing that they did with Ginny and Harry in the movies was the sand. Sand is wet. <laughs> no, it's not wet. Got it's dry. Star Wars 2. Like that is the it's only dry. romantic section of writing that is worse. Than and it gets all over. In the room requirement. Every part of that was just it gets awful. everywhere. Thanks, honey. Yes. Yes. Oh wow. Worst so loves here's why I'm excited. We have had some, some of our best episodes, in my opinion, are the ones where there's no history. There's no reason for us to be discussing it. There's, we just picked two random people and said, how could they have a ship? This one is one of the few actual romantic, loving, eventually, relationships that we get to discuss. We assume. So I'm excited. We assume. We assume. Right. Because we, we, it yes. never actually makes it onto the page. Well, you know, 19 years later, Again, it all happened in those 19 years we didn't read. So to be fair, the five sentences that we got in books, you know, six, there you go. We got <laughs> those five sentences. They were very happy together. They were incredibly hey. happening. We might even discuss Quidditch. Huh? Three weeks later, it was the greatest three weeks of my life. And now we're <laughs> going to break up or whatever. Because- <laughs> it's for some stupid noble reason isn't it <laughs> right like the fact that she understood that though that that yeah, you're right that's... it's only a couple sentences but that sentence says a lot and why it's actually quite possibly my favorite one that is a thing and why it's so frustrating <laughs> when we didn't get any of it and I'm not sure if it was just disinterest in wanting to write actual like romance between teenagers because the author of the series might be a little traditional in that way, or if they just flat out couldn't fucking write it. Like we have to. Well, like, I can answer you know that I mean? one because it was asked of in interviews. This was an adventure series about Harry. This was not about delving into teen romance genre really and yet we get lavender and wan wan for chapters it was humor that's the the excuse was that was the humor 
against all that was happening that's in the a poor excursion you, you yeah. well you know what everybody can pick on things 25 years later we're sure. let's go back and look at how we all felt in books one through seven the first time we saw these two well before yeah. we do i do want to say i think actually not writing harry and Ginny made it better because I don't think a the author is very good at writing romance. That's what um, I'm getting at. Besides <laughs> that, as evidenced by I her, think her it other allowed books. the readers to live in the moment and come up with what they think they were doing in those weeks. And let's face it, Potter nerds and most readers prefer whatever it is that that was in their minds over anything else ever anyway. Yeah. So it was actually <laughs> kind of smart to let us fill in the blanks because I know. My three weeks of Harry Jenny, so wonderful. <laughs> the romance, the adorableness, the sneaking off. Perfect. Yeah. Romance. Yeah. And I, I think that's more what I was like getting at is I don't like, I think it was probably both, right? There's probably, I don't want to make this about it because we don't read a single thing in these books that isn't actually pertinent to the plot. Even if it seems fucking random and like out of place it comes into the plot at some point like and those couple weeks like no i i had um i had a buddy of mine on the podcast for one episode and i don't remember if we were talking about this on the podcast or just like talking to each other and he's like i don't want to read about harry happy i want to read about <laughs> harry like you know, fucking abused and like about to have to take on the wizarding world hitler and all of this stuff. i want him you know having to go through stuff i don't want to hear about him happy and I think with respect your friend might want to see a therapist however oh he definitely i also think it would have been yeah. boring to read as much as i, I love them and you you heard tc say from day one i love them it would have been boring as shit to read. And then they sat on the sofa and held hands. And then they studied together. And then they walked to the library. Like right. it was not, I would have I would have just liked to have had nuggets. Right? Like something that established something other than we made out like and this is one thing I was gonna bring up later, but this is and I think this might be what is makes it seem like it was missing a lot, is the two moments that we have with them that are truly romantic in the series, Harry is thinking about Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I never thought, realized that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have the first makeout where he's literally eyes darting around the room, looking for Ron, trying to get his approval. What a good friend. And then we get time jump. And then later she's, She's going to give him a very special birthday present uh, when he comes of age, and it's going to be not something he can... Well, I guess he could unwrap her. But the <laughs> point is, we know where that was headed, and I'm not asking for that to have been written. Let me make that very clear. I, I make a lot of jokes. I, I have vulgar language, all of that. But I'm not asking to actually read about two teenagers like doing the thing. That's not what I want. But ironically, Ron barges into that. So Harry's thinking about Ron then too. No, the thing we that also I also get sorry, yeah. we also get the unofficial double date 
where they're all sort of sitting in the common room and the conversation is about Harry and the tattoo. Right. And That's comes, like, like the did you tell them that Ron had like, it's... yeah, every moment really is. That sort of is yeah, but that's actually what I wanted more of. Just like weave more of those moments into the plot of the story where we could get like, because the two things that the, the well, the, the thing, the, the two things that these two characters have that are very complementary to each other in their personalities is one, Quidditch, obviously, because Quidditch is life in the <laughs> wizarding world. You cannot cancel Quidditch. Um, but then they... Some of the best actual like dialogue and lines in this book are the like sassy, sarcastic comeback type humor. Yeah, and these are like the two best in the books at it, and we literally don't get a single instance where they're both doing it at the same. Okay, time. that would have been an awesome. That's what I want. <laughs> right, that's what I want out of this relationship to have been included in the books somewhere a little bit core four for a bit. You, even if you don't take it all the way through the end of the like series, give us a little bit of core four in that like year six, possibly some year seven stuff. Like just you know, give us give us a little bit of that. Yeah. Now, all right, all right. How different would things have been if Ginny had gone on the Horcrux hunt? I'd have loved it if Ginny would have gone on the Horcrux hunt. That would have been so It wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. So I, I see the pros. I think it wouldn't mm -hmm. have brought the, the story as full circle as it did because you have, you, you have the Fantastic Three from yeah. beginning to end. And it was almost important for Ron that Ginny wasn't there, that it remained just the, the three yeah. of them. Yeah, I, I don't think it's better think, for the books. I, I just would have liked it. The, yeah. the, the dynamic of brother sister on if they had all been stuck in the woods there would have been a lot of, remember it's told from harry's point of view so there would have just been chapters of the two of them screaming at each other fighting and bringing up old shit because that's what siblings do and, and that would have detracted from yeah when you add the horcrux jenny would have mm -hmm. beat the shit out of him at some point <laughs> the interesting is i think harry would have been less effective one, because he would either be scared for Jenny. Yeah. Or two, he would have been distracted by Jenny. Well, hang on. Hang on. Is that, would that have been any different? Because how often did he just sit and stare at the Marauder's Map and also think about the Deathly Hallows instead of Horcrux? Like, he was pretty ineffective for a very long period <laughs> of that camping trip. Well, you're, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Not wrong about that. Um, so, I do have a topic to discuss. Go, go. Like, an actual thought that I have seen in so many places and heard from so many people. What are your thoughts on the fact that she was obsessed with him, not in love with him? And I'm, I'm just gonna drop that and see what you all say. I think her obsession with him ended sometime around fifth year for him. I think his, temper tantrum cap locks harry as we affectionately call him while they were at remote place took some of the shine and made it left a real harry for her to see a little more raw i think i think she grew out of it long before I, they got together i think it was way before that honestly i i think like there was going to be a little bit of hero worship post chamber of secrets but at at some point in book three i I, 
I don't know. I feel like she got over the 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 obsessed part of it. I think by the time she was twelve. I think yeah. yeah, I think the obsessed portion, and I don't know that it was ever truly obsession. I think she was just eleven. Like, and that's how crushes work when you're right? eleven. <laughs> like, I don't think it was ever a obsession. This wasn't Snape on Lily here. Um, I think that, m- to me, anyways, I think that like piece of it actually ended after Chamber of Secrets because they had truly been through some shit together at that point, and so like. It was no longer this idea of, oh, the the chosen one, the Harry Potter. Oh, my gosh, he's so cute. Like, will he notice me? Kind of kind of nonsense that you think when you're 11. It's like, oh, no. Like, I got there, – there's way more um, important things and, like, real shit in this world, and we've seen some of it together. I think there was obviously a very – like, a gratefulness um, and a connection after that, but I don't think it was fawning – 11 year old crush stuff anymore after that see i i like to believe when you when you're 11 12 years old there's movie stars tv stars music stars that you're in love with everybody has them right you're like oh my god i can see myself married to them and that's how many posters did you have on your wall exactly and that's where jenny was because this was the boy who lived this was the famous person and for a year her brother is away at school with this person so she did nothing but think about how cool that was. Then we go to second year. She's finally there. And here's where I think things start to fall apart. Because when you live with someone and you see them 24-7, you get annoyed as shit. And you see the real person. So over that year, I think it went from awe of famous guy to actual that that beginnings at least at 12 you can only do so much 11 12 years old but those beginnings of changing it into what would be the love because as any married person sam you can attest to this no matter how much you love someone there are days you contemplate killing them i don't know and- what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you mean i love my husband i would never kill him right <laughs> she so- says with a butcher knife underneath her chair <laughs> Y'all can't see because it's a podcast. It's a podcast. (laughs) But no, I think the people who say, you know, she was obsessed with him. It was hero worship. She didn't really know him. No, she really knew him because even off in the summers, he was there. Yeah, he was constantly there. He's constantly hanging out with her brother, which Mm -hmm. would would almost take away from it. If you have, you're his, you're you're Ron's best friend. Gross. (laughs) I will say I mostly agree with you, Mel, except for the Valentine. I think that was still a little bit of obsessive hero worship. Yeah, she was 11. But she was 11. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? She had some like gumption because she went for it. Mm -hmm. She did. That was was a precursor to the Ginny we would see as as an older woman. Yeah. Absolutely. I also would have kind of taking that and back into I I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of them at the burrow together, planting the seeds for how they could actually have some like chemistry together as just like humans. Yeah, we didn't need that either. These books would have been like twice as long. 
I'd read it. No, just replace some of the other shit. Like, we didn't need a recap every book. We knew what happened in the last one. <laughs> well, you know what? It's so funny to say that. I hear people say that all the time. But when the books came out, there was a lot of time between books. So there was. if you read book four and three years later, book five came out, those recaps came in handy. <laughs> they did. I like the ones that started to get sprinkled a little bit. Um, yes. Like by Prisoner... It was a better deployment of it once you got into chapters like three, four, five, six, because something would happen in the plot and you'd get a little reminder of like, that's who that person right. is. Like she those I like. Messing it. Yeah, but you still like chapter one of Prisoner of Azkaban is useless. Like yeah. chapter one of Chamber of Secrets is useless. Like we didn't need useless chapters <laughs> in the books. Do you know how I, I and I'm it's because I'm listening to another friend's podcast and they're doing Order of the Phoenix. They're 400 pages into the books and nothing has fucking happened yet. Like we we could have used some of some of the early parts of the books to just sprinkle in. I'm talking nuggets while <laughs> the things that are already taking place are taking place. Maybe, uh, hey, Harry and Ginny had a great time making fun of Ron for that stupid thing he did at the table this morning. Next. <laughs> now, so I'll tell you where I really wanted it. I really wanted it during the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. That There's too. such a big Quidditch fan. Right. And I think, you know, they're camping together at, at the Quidditch World Cup. They're all young. I think yeah. that's where you could have had a really cute yeah. moment with them. Making fun of the dude wearing the dress with no underwear. Right. Why are we making they fun of a lot of Leave him alone. <laughs> because these two would. <laughs> and that's another, I think that's the thing that stands out to me the most. When you think of all the different people that over the years fans have paired with Harry, what I like about Harry Ginny is I feel like of everyone, she compliments him the most in levels of snark and in levels of putting him in his place a little yes. Well, and I, I, was gonna I, say that. I miss seeing more of that. Yeah. Well, it's Regardless really of what we missed seeing, what we did see is that this is the person who was able to handle yeah. the dude who survived the war. Yes. Yes. Jenny in the books, what little we know of her, what we yeah. got, she is the best person to support this man who probably never got the therapy. They because don't have therapy. as Sam is famous for saying, the Wizarding World has no therapy. Nope. So, of all the women we saw throughout all the books, they think of every woman you saw. She is the only one with the snark, the compassion, and the forthrightness to be like, get out your own head. We got two kids. You need to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't McGonagall. <laughs> that wasn't McGonagall. McGonagall would have said it in a very different way, and it would have been uh, punitive, see? By yes. the way, I'm assuming she said that before she got pregnant with the third kid. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm yeah. just picking a time frame. She negated the little girl. You, you mean the, the one she finally got to name? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They cannot name children. It's None so of them are Fred? None of them it's, are Fred? Okay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> no, That's I, because George already had Fred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> I... I personally like the meme that says harry potter named his kids like a harry potter nerd that just finished reading harry potter yes. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Particularly one of the Snape apologists. For real, though. Oh, God. No, you're... I. I like that you went there because that's something I had in my little chicken scratch too was Ginny is so like, she is exactly the type of partner that Harry actually needs. Could you imagine Harry with someone like Lavender? He doesn't need somebody that's going to be like fawning and like trying to beg for his attention or whatever like he's literally trying to save the wizarding world and not get murdered by a serial killer i don't have time for like whatever thing i didn't say quite correctly at breakfast this morning right like i can't well, not just that. i'm just going to tell our listeners um again tc sam it, this is not a visual medium so all three of us made these great faces when he said that, but nobody actually verbally responded. Yes, we, we all agree. agree. <laughs> yeah, it's... Here, well, here. I was going to say Cho Chang too. Like, he didn't need someone who was no. so trauma, so not even yeah. traumatized, so obsessed with her own trauma that she is useless to be a partner to someone else. He did not emotionally have the capacity needy. to support anyone. Very emotionally yeah. needy. He needed Ginny. And that was the thing. That was one yeah. of the reasons that it felt like, okay, he was always going to end up with Ginny because he needed someone who was entrenched in the thick of it, in the inner circle, but wasn't Hermione. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and was a little bit separated from that so that he could have someone to talk to about like, and then this happened on the camping trip and then this happened and not have the response. Yeah, I know I was there. Can we not go over this again? Because yeah. she would she would want to go through that with him. And I don't like not to pile it on Lavender, but like, could you imagine <laughs> so, somebody him with someone like Lavender, like no, with the stress no. that he's under and then the like additional like emotional baggage that like he would have to like the, the eggshells almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. He would be feel, like he might make it three weeks. And then he'd well, be going to try to find Voldemort himself and saying, fucking don't miss this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, and we talked about the camping trip and Jenny being on it, but her not being on it was also a driving force for him to yeah. keep going, to yeah. keep fighting, to get back to her. And somebody like a Cho Chang, a Lavender, even a, Parv a Parv Parvati or Padma, he wouldn't have had that like, I need to get back. I'm hearing on the Wizarding Radio that shit's happening. I see her dot. Fuck. Like, that would, I don't think any of that would have driven him if it wasn't Jimmy. You know, I, you have another episode in Pravati. <laughs> yeah. Because there's some things in these early books as I've, like, gone through them with a fine-tooth comb. She is underappreciated. Yes. yes, because she is low key badass in some yes. of these moments where, like, outside of the divination classroom. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. actually could have been that could have been something to explore. I think, um, but she's relegated to three sentences. I guess I don't know, <laughs> but there could be something there. I think there's something really interesting. And yes, we will do that. And maybe you'll come back and do it with us because <laughs> I think there's a reason that of all the twins, she and her sister are separated and she's a Gryffindor. I think there's so many great nuggets on her. 
I know I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I 100 percent agree. (laughs) We don't have time. (laughs) If they hadn't lumped her as a lavender part two, Mm -hmm. she could have been a contender other than Jenny. Yeah. I could have been somebody. (laughs) I think that was the yeah, that that was kind of the downfall of that character was linking her to lavender in those divination classroom Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. moments because she just never got to you didn't get that aside from the yule ball you didn't get that like she was the first person to stand up to draco in defense of neville in the flying scene yeah he was the first person to come to harry's defense when mcgonagall came to get harry in that scene like you you didn't get her back yeah even though she did hold him down pretty good in that first dance um (laughs) because he was lost (laughs) well i think i mean i think there's so like when we look at the year above the year they are in the year back i don't think there was there were too many people who could have held a candle to the two of them i think those two were the only ones because imagine well, that's because there's Harry like four girls succumbed. in the whole class. Like, we don't well, even know. <laughs> imagine if Harry had succumbed to Romilda Vane. Like, uh, if that was the person we were supposed to believe he is off to war fighting for. That is a teenage girl who did that spell. It would have worn off way before then. And he would have been like, why am I naked in this dungeon? This is weird. Yeah. Um, uh, Ramil Devane was the epitome of the one scene that the movie got right in that entire um, And it showed depiction. Rupert Grint's acting. Oh, well, no. Oh my I, God. You're you actually disagree. going with a different one. I'm going with... You're talking the library scene. But I am the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. You're damn right he is. <laughs> and you're damn right there would be 17 Ramil Devanes. This whole Harry can't find a date bullshit? No <laughs> way. Well, as a teenage, as a former teenage girl, I will tell you, we don't approach the popular guy that everybody wants. You do stand around waiting for that guy to make his choice. It's just the way of the world because we're all stupid in our teens. And because of the patriarchy. Well, (laughs) all right. (laughs) He knows when to shut up. let's, Let's go to random. Four, fifth, four, five, six year. Okay, we're yeah. in school. We're not dating. She's seeing other people. Poor Dean. I'm sorry, I had to say poor Dean because I Dean. do feel bad for Dean. Um, where do you see, where in the books did you see moments, because I see them everywhere, but of this potential relationship and why it was going to succeed later? Um, her, and we touched on it earlier in the fifth book, her being like, you're a fucking idiot. You know someone in this house who was also possessed by Voldemort and you're going to be whatever about it and not come and ask me, you're an idiot. Like, that's the kind of energy he needed. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you, that was my moment too. Yep. <laughs> like, that was my that moment. That was too. a big moment of like, oh, I hope she still secretly holds a candle. Oh, guess what? She does. <laughs> nice, nice. Um... I think a lot of the DA stuff too, where she shows she can like she can actually hold her own with a wand and not just his. <laughs> um I think that's a big one because I think he he does need you know what? I'm just he needs somebody that knows magic because he fucking doesn't. 
There is oh, that. My man. <laughs> wow. There is right. okay. not wrong. I'm he is a C the only student. This. He does. They all do. We are comparing, I like, and, and I know this happens a lot. Harry and Ron are not bad at magic and they are not bad students. Oh, they Ron's bad at magic. Students. Ron's Ron bad and at Harry magic. have almost the exact same grades on their owls, except one where Harry got an A and uh, outstanding in, mm-hmm. yeah, otherwise all the same grades. My problem is if your best friend is Einstein and everything <laughs> you're studying is physics, yes, you look stupid, but your yeah. best friend is Einstein. Like <laughs> the comparison no. is not fair. <laughs> I don't compare not, him. You're not wrong. No, you're not. You're not at all. I don't compare him to Hermione in that way. I My issue with um harry in a magic sense is that he's supposed to be the hero of our story and he never has his like he never has his rocky like montage where he's like (laughs) getting up to scratch like he he literally wins on a technicality and not magical merit in any way every time yeah like it's it's and he does he does have cruxes like you know expelliarmus is a crutch and he can do a Patronus, which is great against a Dementor, and well, that's it. And, <laughs> and the other the stuff, funny like thing you about get Harry, the though, is that hang he's... on, let him. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, you get the sense that he's very good at relaying the information. Like he should have been a teacher after all of this because he is very good with the DA class. But it's not because he has like mastered all of that magic and he knows it so well. He's just been really good at like helping them as they all learn it together. The rumor requirement literally gave them all gave them a bunch of books of like defensive magic to all learn together. I don't think he knew all of it going into that either. Right. He was learning some of that stuff too. He's just a good leader and, and good at like helping other people. Like so I, I do joke that he do, he only knows two spells. He only excels at two spells he knows other <laughs> magic like but Ginny excels at a lot of spells we learn about Ginny that everybody can can say is her bat bogey hex like yeah this is a child mm-hmm. who had mastered a spell yeah like it may be the one that she goes to but she had mastered it by 11. <laughs> you know now here's an interesting thought and it never occurred to me till just now Ginny is Molly's only daughter. And we all know that Molly is quite skilled and a secret badass. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much she imparted to Ginny that she didn't impart to her boys. Oh, I am sure Molly had some awesome talks. Like that first sex talk with the boys was always like, Arthur, talk to the boys. Blah, 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 blah. With Ginny, she was like, okay, we're going on a weekend. <laughs> we'll be back Monday. <laughs> this is the impervious charm yeah. <laughs> she gave Ginny a lot of information that she maybe didn't not even meaning to but just naturally did that she didn't give the sons which prepared her to well, take it all in more you know what I mean well she also had six older brothers doing all this shit around her all the time she learned I mean she from learned birth, from all of them he learned yeah. everything. Because think about it, when she was born, Bill and Charlie were already like almost grown. So yeah. they she was seeing real spells, real magic yeah. all the time. 
her whole life. She and was always picking brooms out of the broom closet when she was six. Yeah, yeah. It, but I'm just saying, like, if you think about the second what? child, the second child always walks faster. The second child always talks more, faster because they've got that first child to copy. She had six. Yeah. Like, she was going to succeed. <laughs> and the Weasleys are a very talented, very accomplished family. Mm -hmm. And Molly comes from a very talented, very accomplished family with the Pruitts. She's got a very, very impressive, like, uh, act to follow. Yeah. Like they, they go down. They're all prefects for whatever you put place on that. There's, you know, we've got Quidditch captains. We've got curse breakers we've got dragon wrangling we've got the twins literally creating spells and objects like at 15 16 like right highly talented and like accomplished throughout the family until you get to ron who's apparently the only one working with a hand-me-down wand for his first two years and it ends up being broken in the second one so he doesn't have his own He's working from behind so hard and apparently the only one that had to, which is ridiculous. He's flopping around a stick. No wonder he sucks until he gets to like third year. <laughs> it's not his fault. No, You're not, not like, his wrong. fault. You're not wrong. Yeah. And, and actually, Jenny... you know, it's funny you say that because you know I'm the Ron lover on this podcast. I, I love Ron. Say, the one thing he doesn't necessarily need a wand for, he shows brilliance in, which is chess. Yeah. And that's something I wish they would have shown, a, like, actually explored was the tactical strategic nature that it, that he, we thought he was getting set up to be. Yeah. We didn't they gave get that it to back. him a little bit in book seven when he returns and Harry checks out mentally. He becomes the person who starts making the plans and trying to come up with ideas. So there's, there's an allusion to it, but they don't really give it the due I think it was supposed to have. Yeah, it's like the it's like the backup option and none of it works. Like mm -hmm. I think he just kind of takes over the keep us moving, keep us doing something kind of thing. It's not until the plot needs Harry to get his shit together and something to actually happen until things actually happen again. Um yeah, anyway, Ginny's awesome. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to point out about her, we talk about Molly always wanting a daughter, but Ginny was also the first female Weasley in a couple generations so there wasn't just the pressure from this generation there was a couple generations <laughs> of holy crap i'm the only female i better live up to being a badass and, and accomplishing all of the same things as the guys which i wonder if she even cared about honestly i mean that's fair she could have said that eh, screw you but well i think I, she just like i think she just i think she just inherently became so like self-confident and like assured in herself and in the skills that she was like learning from every note she's just like i'm going to be me like i don't care what traditional pressure would be for me because i wasn't born with a wand um would would be in this family like i think she was just like dude i my brothers are badasses and like i want to be like them and i'm yeah. not intrinsic like just just included immediately because i'm the youngest and i'm the girl and whatever but like i'm going to show them i can be just as cool as them and then it just spawned into one of the most badass characters we have on the page well, i will say yeah. going back to the harry jenny mix 
The DA, because you brought this up earlier, and I meant to say it, the DA time is when my respect for her grew, not just my mm -hmm. love of the character, but my respect. Because she was not at those meetings to get Harry. No. She was oh, not no. at those meetings to flirt with all the boys. She was mm -hmm. there to learn the spells, master the spells, and put people on their ass. Mm -hmm. And I was- She did that, it better than- all of them. He did it better about. than everybody. So <laughs> she got my respect and mm -hmm. she got my awe because I was yeah. like, okay, this is the girl that deserves to end up with the quote hero of the story. Yeah. Hermione. Well, I'm going to throw up one last <laughs> before we jump into things. Relationship. We've already discussed I've always them. wondered. I know. I'm sorry. Just one more thing I've always wondered. What was their relationship like when she was in the Holyhead Harpies? Mm -hmm. So they just graduated. She becomes a professional Quidditch player. He's hero of the world. What was that relationship? But he doesn't. But he doesn't want to be hero of the world. And except for the yeah. one comment about, "But I am the chosen one," which he was totally being sassy and kidding about. He and I'm pretty sure that's like, just a movie thing. Yeah, like that, I don't yeah. think it's in the books like that. But like, it's no. But I the mean, age range it fits. Wants to be. <laughs> right, well, right. Regardless of whether he wants, he to, wants be or to be or not, he is. is. And mm -hmm. this is after seventh year. He's studying to be an aura. She is traveling the world as a Quidditch player. What got them there? You know, what was that like for them? I just wonder. Oh, like, you, are you say, talking about the long distance relationship yeah. aspect of it? I'm oh. going to say, besides the long distance, we're, we can discuss that. Yeah. But in my head, the reason that mm -hmm. Harry and Dudley eventually reconnect is because he did his grocery shopping in the muggle world. He did, he went and got new clothes in the muggle because he couldn't go out anywhere in the magical world without being the savior of the world. Plus his now girlfriend, we don't know when exactly they got married, but girlfriend, wife, fiance is a famous Quidditch player, which as Zach said, you can't cancel Quidditch. Like <laughs> they couldn't go anywhere other than their home in the borough and not be accosted. I mean, imagine if, I mean, pick any two stars couldn't as a kid. who've been next door to you. You're, they, they he couldn't, right. He couldn't yeah. even as a child, so. And then he did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that everybody thought that he was gonna do. And it's like, yeah, you're, I always thought that was interesting too, because I mean, Harry was the best Quidditch player we get in the book. like. Even the most famous Quidditch player in what's his face? Um, damn it, words, <laughs> names. You mean words Crumb are hard. The Crumb. Are hard. Yeah, team. yeah. Crumb was very complimentary about like, dude, you're really good at this, like at flying. And Harry picked up the like Ronsky faint after seeing Crumb do it one time. I like when when I found out like how the books ended or whatever and he became an or and i'm, I'm kind of like eh like he probably could have honestly in this moment i would say harry should have been a professional quidditch player too and then turn dada professor at hogwarts now that I it is no you. longer cursed and then just consulted for the oars like kind of and almost morph him into like baby Dumbledore in the making for your sequel that you're going to write. Of, I you think know. you are spot on. I have, all, yeah. that's actually where I saw it until we learned different. Huh? I yeah, want to throw this out there. I love those ideas. Stay at home, dad. 
my man just Did wants you... to make tea. <laughs> Don't read Curse Child. You know what's sad is you're not <laughs> wrong. That is a very op that like the Harry that we know and how much he wanted a family with his wife off traveling. Just, I can like, totally see him. He would have been home. totally happy. And with everything else that was going on around them when they initially got out of school, probably sowed a space for I have a lot of time on my hands because I can't go anywhere else. What are you up to? <laughs> well, with all of that in mind, this has been amazing. And, you know, it's such a it's such a non-controversial couple that I'm really probably got more out of it than I you know than just yeah, they're great. All right, you want something controversial? No. <laughs> yeah, Harry's, go for it. Harry's fucking his mom. I said uh, that's also true. I said I don't think too. that's necessarily and wrong. I think that's normal. I totally think that that is so true, and no people get mad at me when I say it. No, I think you, it's true. But when I said it, that's I said your one it. controversial piece of it. <laughs> well, no, because I said it in an episode about Snape and how, regardless of his feelings about everything else, every once in a while he turned his head and saw Lily in his class, and they jumped all over me. But yes, she, but I think he was. I don't think they that way. But I'm not going to go there because that'll take me down another path. <laughs> Why do you have to say fucking though? Like, like oh, yes. because y'all uncorked it like earlier uh, before we like, even started recording. It just, it just. I have to be filtered or not filtered. Once no, the no, filter no. comes off, it just. So she wasn't yeah. worried about you, you actually can, cursing. She was no, the word about fucking. Should act of you sex. can fuck. You can fucking say whatever you want mm -hmm. <laughs> in the tent while he camping. He married his, he married his mom. Mm -hmm. Like we all. an issue with the visceral view. Of I don't know about you. I both married our fathers. <laughs> and I understand that. And I appreciate that. Like Ron married his mom. Absolutely. Why well, you got to say fuck? Uh, Who wants the romance in there? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I don't, I don't know how to break this to you, but see when two people love each other. <laughs> And sometimes when they're just drunk and bored. Um, like Zach, I'm just going to say it. I like Zach. <laughs> I'm saying that um, when two people like each other or at least want to like someone, they have to figure out how to do that. And there's like something about they the, may the find themselves writing a Tinder profile. Yes. And that brings us to our next segment. What if each of these people needed to find a romantic relationship and didn't know what to do? We give you Tinder profiles. Okay, good transition. Trying to get <laughs> oh, out of that stress. I get it. Poor Sam is having like flashes over uh, just the idea of I get sex. it. I get <laughs> it, but I don't wanna. <laughs> so I'm going to admit something that um, is going to upset at least one person. In order to write the tenders, I had to divorce them. God I did damn too. It. At least you didn't kill somebody. For a while, TC was just killing off Arthur for Direct no good reason. <laughs> Arthur was supposed to die. Direct. Arthur was supposed to die. That's yeah. true. But really glad he didn't. That is a fact. But here's so the funny. When Mel told me the other night, but she divorced them. I said, 100% Sam's going to turn that around on me and say, well, at least you didn't kill I'm them. sorry. I'm traumatized by the three <laughs> times in a row that you killed off a character that didn't die. 
It's like that King of Queens episode where it's like, I'm sorry, I got to kill you before I can imagine myself with anyone else. Like, goodness gracious. Meanwhile, I wrote it when they're in their sixth year. Okay. Nobody died. No divorces. Nope. I wrote them two different times. So let me realize I was such a sheltered flower, but apparently... Goodness gracious! Well, Somebody know, else our go guests, first. Our, our guests can go first. Who do you want to start with? Who do you want us to start with? Harry or Ginny? Oh hell, I don't care. Um, let's go. I guess for starters, I didn't divorce them. I guess I assumed that Harry would be too emotionally traumatized from his entire life to have a healthy relationship with anyone romantically, and so that's kind of the angle that I. I, I, took I, on so I heard somebody else say that. We can start with Harry if you want. What, what, age, what, what age, age is your Harry? Yeah. Just sometime post all of the shit. Sure. Like, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. post them being together, post them maybe like, you know, hitting the knot underneath the whomping willow and seeing how quick they can, before it whacks them in the head, like bef- post all of that. Yeah, that's a fan fiction that you now need wow wow okay so i'm gonna go ahead and talk about my divorcee Uh, do it and and then we'll just we'll go around the horn you said harry first so do it divorce are and father of three living with me part-time seeking companion not currently looking for anything serious but open to whatever happens i enjoy quidditch family time long walk walks beach vacation zoos museums and trips to the muggle world I am mid-30s and a graduate of Hogwarts. If this sounds interesting to you at all, I look forward to your owl. Because I see him as such a boring adult. He's, <laughs> you, you wrote it like a boring adult. You, yep. you really did. Also, he didn't graduate. <laughs> he didn't graduate. Fair. Hermione sure. did. Sure, they gave him like an honorary. Yeah, I think yeah. that's Either what they way, said. Like, I, I think like 30s, life would have gotten so settled <laughs> that Jenny was like, okay, you know what, dude? Um, I need out. Okay. <laughs> well, you know I can't what? do this. I'm going to go the opposite age. So my Harry is looking for a Yule Ball date. Oh, okay. okay. And I, I, I wrote this as if it was written, like he said it out loud and it was written on the page exactly how he said it. Here we go. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, um, need a date for a dance. A witch is preferred, but a bloke would probably be more fun. I uh, have to open the dance. So uh, if you know how to dance, that would be good. And um, yeah, send an owl during breakfast. If you can, you know, want to go to the ball with me. Uh, thanks. Oh, yeah, I'm Harry. <laughs> Draco! Draco! Yes! <laughs> you know Draco knows how to waltz. that was spot on that that was spot on that is the branching off of an alternate universe where harry and draco do become a thing (laughs) because he responds to that fantastic absolutely fantastic where's the dragon wrangling can wrangle a dragon can't figure out girls (laughs) or blokes or blokes Or not by anyone. (laughs) Cannot. I honestly, I don't know myself. So whatever, man. Just like. (laughs) Are you afraid? Very nice. We're just going to sit in a chair anyway. 
<laughs> All right, I'm gonna make Zach go last. Um, so I'm gonna go next. No pressure. Um, because <laughs> mine is very short. Uh, this is sixth year. Totally anonymous Gryffindor seeking a low-key lady who can kick my butt at Wizard's chest. Okay. All right. And I wrote that before our whole conversation about the fact that he was thinking about Ron during all his major romantic moments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's two for two on Harry ending up with a so, boy. That's <laughs> not mean it to be that way, but well, yeah, I'm now, I'm with you. Oh God. Okay, Zach, your turn. All right, I'm going to caveat one thing though. I've never been on Tinder. None of us have. None of us okay. have. Good. I just I was not sure about editorial guidelines or anything in the in the thing. So, all right, Harry. I went I I went post all the shit and I'm just I'm sorry. <laughs> Seeking another seeker who likes long rides on my long hard firebolt. Also, I'm the fucking chosen one. <laughs> um yes. Yes. Ken, I know you won't be at Leaky, but would you mind if we put that on one of our t-shirts for Leaky? <laughs> and we will credit you. Please print it. I'm the motherfucking chosen one. I love, <laughs> I it. love it. I love, love, love it. All right. Literally fucking my uh, spitting image of my mother. <laughs> chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> All oh right, my goodness. So, I cannot wait for your, your child to be old enough so that you can join us at Leaky because I think you, would yes. Oh so my gosh. We she would have nothing so done fun. at the booth though, because we'd all be standing in the corner just cracking ourselves up. Yeah. She <laughs> did go to sleep to the first Harry Potter movie for the first like year and a half of life. <gasps> Yay! Good. Nice. Start young. Start nice. young. Start right. It was the right. music. It was the like orchestra. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. The, just put her to sleep. It was the only good. thing that would put her to sleep at that. Yeah, time. we'll all pretend we haven't been there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Ginny, divorcee, ready to play, amicably divorced, thirty-four-year-old mother of three, all at Hogwarts or older, looking for someone to show her the fun in life. I enjoy Quidditch, vacations, and time with friends. I'm looking for light-hearted laughs, silly drunken <laughs> nights. And romantic unplanned getaways. If you're that guy, I'm waiting. <laughs> wow. So Harry just became really a downer. Wow. Shots fired. Boring dad. Amicable <laughs> my ass. That yeah. is very pointed. <laughs> he doesn't Looking for fun. Bored out of his <laughs> fucking skull. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. I mean, poor Jenny. Ooh. Right. All right. right. Um, well, and you know Dean is going to be like remember me are you are you you're, you're looking for fun I can be fun I can be whatever you want Jenny. <laughs> love it I won't even right. help you out of the portrait right <laughs> right <laughs> so I wrote mine her first year as a holy head harpy uh before she and Harry holy are head. actually together so she wrote Sexy redheaded Quidditch siren with a wicked death spiral looking for a wizard to show me around Barcelona. I'm only in town for three days, so you need to make it worth my while. Interested? Send owls to the harpies to red fire. Go ahead, Jenny. 
<laughs> looking for a cowboy. <laughs> looking for a cowboy. Oh, wow. Okay, I love your titty. Oh, my God. The <laughs> Mel's like, I'm gonna use that one. <laughs> I, I, I think I've that every town they went to, she like sent, <laughs> she shot a thing ahead of time, so that when she landed in that town, they were ready to cowboy. <laughs> I think I've heard your Ginny on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the person personally, but she said she was writing some kind of a book about her international travels, and she said since she became a mom, she had to cut out like ninety percent of the sex and. It's still a lot of sex. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good for her. Good yeah, for her. I think, I think it's her. your Ginny. I, <laughs> uh, my, my, my Ginny is the sweet 16-year-old. God, I'm such a jerk. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> At least she's not looking for a date for the Yule Ball. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, Neville, please. <laughs> Anyone? I just want to go. <laughs> Stunning Gryffindor seeker seeking a non-whiny guy with big wand energy to support her upcoming career and be laughing with me at the ridiculousness of life. All right. Non-whiny shots fired. Mine are a little bit boring this this time around. Sorry. All all good. A little scared, but Zach, go ahead. I once once again, I'm sorry. I fucked wizard Jesus. I'm not impressed by your pickup line. Leave your bullshit at home or I will hex the shit out of you. Bad bogey. Also, professional Quidditch player. If that intimidates you, keep swiping. Oh, I go Jenny. Go. Yes. Yes. I fucked wizard Jesus. I may have to use that on the shirt instead. Okay. Oh my God. I, I'm putting this in the podcast so we have witnesses. Promise me you will join us again. You are a riot. No problem. Yay. No problem. <laughs> I have to say, I just want Rob and Zach <gasps> on one recording. Oh, oh my God. They may just have the to take snot- over the podcast takeover. And one oh, episode is just Rob and Zach. Oh my God! Yeah. So we we should explain who Rob is. Yeah, yeah I need, I need an episode like, reference. Cool. <laughs> an episode to reference of Rob. Okay, uh, but here's the thing: you're both Ravenclaws. The you both the have a sparky, hysterical, lean into life, and you both have enough depth of knowledge to make an absolute hysterical but spot on ship recording. So. Yes, we absolutely need you back just because we need you in our lives, but we also want to get the two of you recorded on one podcast about some ship. I may actually say Parvati and Harry just to make it happen. <gasps> That's a great oh, idea. Yes. That's and a I great idea. Episode 50, the founders with yeah. guests Amy, Lydia, and Rob. That's a good okay. one to reference Rob. That's a, that's a good reference for Rob. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no <Yeah>. problem. <laughs> You oh have my gosh. absolute delight. Thank you. I, I will try to keep the so F bombs to a minimal next time. You don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to. I don't I don't curse this much on my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, but see, Sam curses this much on ours. So it's all the time. <laughs> all the time. It was the fucking his mom that broke my brain. 
It, it was well, the act. You the wanted act. something controversial out of this couple, and it is the fact that she is supposed to be a spitting image of his mother that he is just Rarely. three kids. Three kids. <laughs> three kids. All with terrible names. With his <laughs> with his eleven inch Holly Wand Phoenix feather all up in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they didn't say balls deep. I did. And that's fine. Oh. Snitches deep. <laughs> he is bludgering. I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> on say, the daily. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our listeners who have, I hope, laughed their asses off through this. Um, we the are six of you that are still to, here, right? Right. Thank you to the five now who are still. Um, next week we will be discussing a suggestion from our listener Raji which is Aragog and the centaurs and the relationship of all of them uh, in that forest. Um, hang on. I need an anatomy check. <laughs> How's that work? Not a romantic ship, just a relationship of the things in the forest. We do friendships <laughs> too. It was. It was. But now, now you have to wonder. No, no, I do not. It's a spider. Ew. All right. For this ship of Harry and Ginny, as, as short as we thought it was going to be, and as much fun as it turned out to be, the ship has sailed. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Pottership Podcast. If you'd like to join us in a future discussion, email us the ship you'd like to talk about at pottershippodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Also, please find our Facebook group at Pottership Podcast, where the discussions can continue, and on Twitter at Pottership P. Thank you. Have a good one.